Welcome to Hope for the Uprooted. I'm so glad you joined us today. We have a special guest who's going to bring us lots of insight and tips on eating healthy and staying healthy. And Jill Maher, welcome. She is a certified nutrition and health coach. How are you today, Jill? I'm doing great, thank you, and thank you for having me. Well, it's going to be fun. You know, Jill, you are uh, a great friend and live in the area, and I just feel that we are so blessed to have your um, knowledge and expertise in nutrition and health um, at a time like this when we are all looking at 2021 as how can we uh, lose a little weight or tone up a little or what are some tips get you know that kind of uh, go-to and we all need it as women you know the joke is oh my gosh I've got COVID-15 in other words <laughs> I've gained 15 pounds during COVID and I know I've put on a couple of pounds so I thought, who better to talk to than, than you, because I'm going to write down everything you say. But right. Hope for the Uprooted, of course, is to encourage you and bring you hope. And we will do that in various ways, and sometimes with special guests, and sometimes I will just share on a, a subject or of interest or what God puts on my heart. But Let's jump in, Jill, and, you know, how has COVID, um, how has the pandemic impact, you know, how has it impacted people all, you know, overall health and nutrition? Just, just share about that a little bit. Um, well, I think um, just from my perspective and in my, my nutrition practice, I've seen just so many people kind of frantically um, contacting me just to, you know, they've put on, like you said, the COVID-15 or they're really stressed out because they can't, you know, you don't, I guess some gyms are open now, but they have to wear a mask. And so some people don't want to go or just the fear factor of not wanting to go to places where, you know, there are a lot of people that potentially you could, I guess, get, pick up COVID. Um, people are more isolated. So they, you know, we turn to food for all different reasons, you know, for comfort, for in celebration, for loneliness, all kinds of reasons. And so I think people, um, you know, the COVID epidemic or pandemic has kind of magnified those kinds of things, um, the isolation, the fear. So they're turning to food um, just to kind of help ease those feelings, I guess. Um, and then, like I said, you know, people are possibly depending on where you are, I guess, in the country, you know, depending on weather, if the gyms are closed and you live somewhere where it's super cold or super hot, like here in Arizona in the summer, it's hard to, to motivate, to work out on your own and to stay physically active. Um, so I see that where people are just working out less, you know, working out less, eating more. Um, and I think just overall, it's tough to stick to any kind of health or nutrition routine without having structure in your day. And let's face it, if you're, if you're, you know, if you do work and you're working from home, most likely, or a lot of people are, um, it's, it's a very loose structure. So it's kind of, I don't know, it seems like people do better when they have 
a routine throughout the day. You know, you pack your lunch, maybe you go to work, you go to the gym, whereas all of that's kind of up in the air right now. So it's hard. Well, it is. And just to um, piggyback on all of that, I, I find that working remotely from home, you know, I, I've got to have a cup of coffee in hand, but ah, what about a little something to go with that coffee, you know? Right. Um, and being out of routine, you nailed it. That is huge for me because, you know, usually I pack a healthy lunch and, you know, I just kind of gear my eating for the day and really avoid a lot of snacks when I'm at work. So that is especially hard. And if it's hard for me, gosh, I know it's hard for all of our friends out there in podcast land. But routine is huge. I think I have even found myself less motivated to walk and ride my bike. And gosh, that's one of my trademarks is I can remember when COVID first started, of course, you know, the weather wasn't cold and it wasn't too hot. And I'd get out and ride my bike one afternoon and the next afternoon I'd walk and I'd do anywhere from a mile to three miles. And I felt so good about that. And I have just really, I hate to admit it, but if I'm honest, I have just slacked off on that. And, you know, that kind of does a number on me emotionally. Have you found that when you realize you're doing, you know, eating when you shouldn't, that it affects you emotionally, Jill? For sure. I mean, the, you know, the mental health aspect of, of not, well, I mean, the lockdown, obviously, or the, you know, a lot of people being quarantined and things is huge. And then if you throw in the nutrition and lack of exercise, you know, if you're eating an excessive amount of sugar or just snacky foods in general, usually you don't, you don't feel good mentally, physically, you feel tired, lethargic. Um, it all kinds of kind of plays into each other. And I think if you can, the exercise portion of thing, things I think are just so, it's so mental, um, or it has so many mental benefits, you know, you feel more energized. And some days when you feel like you just absolutely do not want to go outside, those are the days that if you can push yourself to go do, just do something, or if you can't go outside, do some sort of workout or something just to get the blood pumping. And it, it just makes you always, you never regret doing it. You always feel better after doing it. That is for sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll have to tell you one of the things I do, um, it when I'm getting real motivated and think, oh my gosh, it's too cold. I'm not going to go out and walk and ride my bike. When I stand in front of the refrigerator, this may sound funny. I, this is my own little exercise thing. And I hold on to the door handle and then I will raise my leg out. I don't know if that's what that's called, but I'll 10 times I will take like the left leg and go straight out you know, beside me. And then I'll take the right leg and go out beside me. So, um, you know, I just, and I feel like, gosh, I'm moving. And so just little things like that, you know, you can even do lunges on the way from the laundry room to the bedroom. I've even done that before, but, um, you're brushing your teeth, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, tell us some things that people can do to get back on track, Jill. You know, we all know where we've messed up and we all know, you know, that we need to get back on track. So help us with that. 
I think the biggest thing is don't stress out. People get really, really stressed out if they've gained weight. I don't, it just because it's like this overwhelming feeling, I guess. And don't stress out. Just, just take little steps. I think starting small and set, or set small, reasonable goals, you know, each week, maybe have one goal and then stick to it. And I think that's, maybe that's the hardest part is the accountability. Um, if you can't, if you do have a friend who's, you know, willing to maybe meet you outside and go for a walk or something like that, do that. Um, I think one thing I'll do is YouTube has about 10,000 million <laughs> exercise videos on it for free. I mean, you can look up anything, you know, stretching, whatever, uh, like you're saying, like a toning video. I like to watch things. So you could do something like that and just say, okay, every morning, for 15 to 20 minutes, I'm going to do this as soon as I get out of bed or something like that. Um, and then as far as the food thing goes with small goals, I would say set small, you know, maybe limits on, okay, I'm only going to have one glass of wine on the weekend or two, whatever's reasonable for you. Um, you know, I'm only going to go out to eat or order takeout two times this week or something, things like that, that are manageable goals that are also achievable. Um, and then also I would say, even if you, if you are working at home or even if you're not working, but you're just home, if you're retired or stay at home mom or whatever you are, maybe set a little routine and make a schedule and write it out and just schedule in the exercise schedule and uh, set alerts to eat regularly so that you're not having five, six hours go between meals and you're eating something just to keep your energy up. And it also prevents those huge blood sugar swings, um, where it's kind of like, then you're a bottomless pit trying to fill yourself up. So I think eating regularly, um, stock up on healthy food so that you, you don't have the junk in your house. That's the ultimate temptation. I mean, anyone, if you have cookies and ice cream, you know, in your fridge, you're probably going to indulge if you're hungry or, you know, lonely or feeling that range of emotions. Um, and then the other thing that I really like to do is if you, you know, I, I definitely have a sugar or a sweet tooth. And so one thing I like to do um, with my son too, is having like a healthier alternative to some of the unhealthy treats you like, like I'll make um, healthy muffins, or I make these things called monkey cookies that are just oats, really ripe bananas, peanut butter, and then some chocolate chips and you mix it all together. It's delicious. Um, things like that, I think are, are really helpful to stay on track. Gosh, that I, I'm, you've piqued my interest with monkey cookies. Um, is that recipe on your website or can you put it on your website? Yeah, um, for sure. I think yeah. it may be on there. And if not, then I definitely will. Yeah. And by the way, everybody that's listening, um, Jill's website is Jill's, J-I-L-L-S, nutritional, no, nutrition mission. Is that right? Yes. Jill's nutrition mission.com. Love that. But yeah, so, and I'm sure you can contact her through her website as well as pick up additional tips. But you know, every time I, I'm a huge muffin fan, <laughs> and I, you know, every time I, I think about, oh, I'd love to buy that muffin. And of course, they make them so big now, you, you know, eating <laughs> one, you feel like, oh my gosh. Um, but I think of the short phrase from my lips to my <laughs> hips and 
you know, just try not to do that. And um, although uh, there are times that, you know, I just feel like I'm just going to break down and eat a half a muffin, you know. So right. sometimes we can do that, can't we, Jill? <laughs> oh, for sure. I think... Yeah. And if you, I do think if you become way too restrictive, that can cause another whole host of problems, you know, then you start craving things that you might not have ever craved before. If you're, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's such a fine line between being too focused on food or like, as far as, Oh, I have to be healthy. I have to lose weight. I have to do this. And then just having, you know, zero, um, inhibitions, I guess, or z zero, um, like not eating in moderation. I yes. Guess. Right. Uh, I mean, you have to take care of your body. It's it, it, when you don't feel good physically, you don't feel good mentally either. And I want to feel good both ways. I, I don't want to feel foggy and sluggish. And, you know, I don't, I want to be motivated and feel good. And for me, especially from a faith um, perspective, I, I want to do all the things, you know, I want to feel good so that I can serve the Lord and I can serve my family and things like that. Um, so, but I, but I think too, I mean, especially over the holidays, you're going to do things that are not, or might be out of the norm or a little bit, you might have more cookies than you normally would. And it's not a big deal. You know, you eat them in moderation, you enjoy it. If you're out with your friends or with family, you do things that you, you don't do every day. Um, and then you move on with life, you know, you go back to eating healthy or eating your salads and getting your vegetables in things like that. Well, thank you for Tell, saying that because, you know, sometimes I just am too hard on myself. And you're right, it can cause as much harm one way as it can the other if you're too restrictive, because then you'll binge, you know. Um, right. So, and, and, you know, there's so many diets out there now and, and so many theories out there. What do you think, what plan is the best? What uh, eating pattern is the best in your research? Well, the most researched and, you know, medically proven, I mean, these are, they've done medical studies on this and nutrition. It is very, it's difficult to, it is difficult to research it because usually when someone's being healthy in general, they, they add in exercise, they are, they eliminate alcohol, they eliminate more sugar. So it is a hard thing to study, but the most researched you know, they, they've, looking at, they've looked at populations, um, is the Mediterranean diet. It's those populations, they, I mean, they, they have more, um, they call it centurions, so people who live into their hundreds than, um, you know, than most other areas of the world. Um, they include, they think, they really think that the, the olive oil is one of the, the key factors in that diet. Um, so I would say incorporate lots of olive oil um, you have to be careful because certain olive oils, it's, it, it, there's different, what's called smoke points on them. And usually the heating, the temperature is on the bottle somewhere. So it'll tell you how, how hot or how high the temperature is for cooking that. So sometimes olive oil is best just to drizzle it on things, but anyway, eat lots of olive oil, um, lots of vegetables, um, you know, fruits for sure, nuts, whole grains, um, and then lean proteins, especially fish, things like you know, the, the, the wild fish. So like sockeye salmon, any cold water fish is better. They generally are just, um, cleaner, less mercury, that kind of thing. Um, 
and you can you, you can find these studies online. I think that the Mayo Clinic actually did one, and it was for a really long period of time. And they did it on they tracked thousands of people. And these the people who followed this diet with lots of olive oil had way less incidence of heart disease, cancer, all that stuff, diabetes. Um, so I would say just follow that you know way of eating. Um, and then of course the thing is too with any any eating plan, there has to be some um, portion size mindfulness, because <laughs> you can obviously overindulge in anything. Um, you can't eat unlimited quantities of, of anything. Um, and I think you do need all the different, um, what's called macronutrients. So your carbohydrates, your protein, and your fat. I think that's a very trendy thing right now. Oh my gosh. It's, you know, we've gone from like no carbs to all fat with the keto diet and these trendy diets, they just, they're not sustainable. They have no, there's no research showing that. I mean, yes, you can lose weight, but the, the sustainability of that, like who's going to eat just fat the rest of their lives. And it's just not good for you overall. You need carbohydrates, you need protein, you need fat, you need all of them. Um, and I think, like we said before, too much restriction leads to overindulgence later. So, you know, if I, if I eat no carbs, in like two weeks, I'm going to be pounding stacks of pancakes and cookies because I, you need that to help with your blood sugar and just, it's just everything in moderation, I think. Moderation and balance is what I'm hearing you say too. Balance yeah. you can go kind of overboard on a diet and yeah, lose weight quickly. But, you know, we have to remember balance and that our body needs uh, you know, all of that, the protein, the carbs, the fat in moderation and eaten wisely with the right foods too. Right. So and less processed things, more, more what's called whole foods. So things in their yeah. original, you know, vegetables, less out of a box. I mean, of course, like you're going to buy, you can buy really great sources of bread and crackers that are not, that all the ingredients are wonderful. Um, and then another thing I was going to, I forgot to mention this too, as far as like tracking portions and, and eating in a balance and that kind of thing, there's so many different tracking apps out there. Um, like I know a lot of people use one called my fitness pal. That's a great way just to just see where you are and, and you track what you eat and you can kind of see what you're doing and see if you're way out of balance in one area, you know, if you're eating way too many carbs or whatever. Well, you know, and you've really enlightened me. I, I keep forgetting, like you said, YouTube had so many workout different, you know, plans and things. And then an app, you know, to track your eating. I mean, how great is all that to have all of those things accessible to us? And, right. you know, that really does. Well, you don't feel so alone if you can exercise with somebody you know, on YouTube, but, um, and the other thing is now I love salmon and, you know, in the last few years, I'm more and more aware that wild salmon and cold water salmon are the way to go, but I do love salmon. And, but that has caused me to read labels and, you know, like I look for the word wild salmon, cold water, you know, right. and I read uh, labels intently and, you know, make sure that I don't have a lot of 
corn syrup and trans fats and all of that. So I think that's important too, is to be more conscious when you're in the grocery store, right? Yeah. And, and just remember that, you know, the front of the box, there's, there really are not many labeling laws. So the front of the box or container or bag or whatever is like a marketing dream. You know what I mean? So even if it says like healthy, I, I've used this example in a couple talks before. Um, there's a, there's a cereal called smart start. And if you look at the box, it's so funny. It's like, it's got a heart on it. It's, you know, green. It looks super healthy. It's one of the worst cereals you can eat. It's, it's got like, it's an insane amount of added sugar to it. Um, I think it's like 12 different sources of sugar. And so it's very, it's very confusing because you'll look at a container and then you forget to read the back of it and it'll say healthy, smart start, you know, break your heart. But then if you actually look at the ingredients, there's 12, like I said, there's 12 different kinds of sugar. And so one thing, you know, educate yourself, but anything that ends in OSE, O-S-E, is a form of sugar. So, you know, fructose, maltose, lactose, and then things like brown rice syrup and, you know, raw cane sugar, all these things, it's just sugar. It really is. So they can write it any way that they want, but it's, at the end of the day, it's, it's sugar. Um, so I think knowing knowing that kind of thing and being an informed consumer really help you at the grocery store. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, it, it, there's so many ways to, you know, now like gluten-free this, like that's a healthy thing that draws people, but it might be complete, like completely processed, you know? So you, unless you really do have like a gluten intolerance, you're almost better just getting an organic, you know, grainy source of, of whatever you're eating, grain, bread, whatever, and skipping the gluten-free option. Um, it's so confusing. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I, I am a visual person and I don't know if I saw it on TV or where to give credit for this, but um, someone said, eat the rainbow. And I know I mentioned that to you earlier. That is a visual for me. In other words, the fruits and the vegetables of color um, and that's important, root vegetables and, you know, beets are coming back. I remember when my mother force fed me beets <laughs> when I was little and now they're, you know, so popular as are Brussels sprouts and, you know, all kind of thing. Everything that goes around comes around. But eat the rainbow. That's a good thing to remember, isn't it, Jill? Yes. I mean, all of the, all those vegetables, like leafy greens are some of the most nutrition thing, nutritious things you can eat. And they're just in all vegetables, they're just stock full of, of nutrition, you know, different vitamins and minerals. Um, even, you know, like cauliflower. And I, I actually have this handout for it's for children um, or parents who come to me and, you know, want their children to eat healthy. And it's kind of a fun way of tracking, um, you know, that you're eating enough vegetables and it has, it's a rainbow and then it has all the different, it lists all the different fruits and vegetables underneath it. That So like red, you know, would be whatever, apples, beets, all those kinds of things. And you just check off one or two a day just to be eating, you know, a variety of, you're getting all the different vitamins and minerals that your body really needs. 
Well, and, and yeah, so that's kind of my new little phrase. When I go to the grocery store, I look for the rainbow in food and uh, try to make sure that I um, eat the rainbow in some portion or another. Well, Jill, as we close, we know the impact that uh, healthy eating and nutrition has on our spiritual health as well as our mental health. And I know you touched on that. And just, you know, close us with just reminding our listeners that, you know, we're honoring God when we take care of our bodies. And just elaborate on that and the healthy healthiness of that. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Your body, I feel like, it's an over sometimes overuse or in different places, but your body really is a temple. You know, God gave you this body and take care of it. It's not just to look good, you know, to be thin or whatever. It's also just so you can focus. And like I said, if I eat, you know, too many sugar snacks, I, I don't feel good mentally. I feel lethargic. And I feel like you can't, you can't serve him or others to the best of your ability. Um, so I do feel like God, God wants you to take care of yourself physically so you can, you can do what he wants you to do in life and that you can, and you can focus on what he, what he is telling you in, in your quiet time or prayer life or, um, or whatever. But, but like we said, I feel like you don't want to go overboard with that either as far as caring for your, you know, you want still in moderation. He still wants you to enjoy yourself and socialize and that kind of thing. I think, um, you know, what you're saying is anything in excess, whether it's shopping or food or clothes or anything that you do in excess that you set your heart on, that becomes your God, that becomes your focus, that becomes, you know, that consumes your thinking. And everything is in moderation and everything is, uh, it's important to not only have balance in your life, but to put God uh, as your primary focus and, you know, have a desire to please him mentally um, and physically. And, you know, it's guard your heart, guard your mind, you know, from what you see, what you read. Well, the same thing is, and what you hear, and the same thing is true of our bodies. Guard your body. You know, it is a temple. And I think that to, for me, I feel like that, you know, um, eating healthy, you're right, Jill. It's not about looking good. It's about honoring God with how you treat your body. And that yeah. all goes back to healthy eating. So, Jill, do you want to close with any final word? Um, no, I guess just if you, you know, if anyone has any questions or needs healthy ideas or anything like that, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, and just remember not to just, you know, eat clean foods, take care of yourself and, and then don't stress out about maybe the past year of, of unhealthy eating. Move, start now and move forward, right? Exactly. Thank you so much, Jill, for joining Hope for the Uprooted. And there's also hope for our eating in 2021 and taking care of ourselves. And we're so glad that all of you have joined us today. And 
uh, it's just been a joy to have you on, Jill, and I can't wait to ask you more questions and find out more ways that I can begin to move forward with my own eating. Thank you for joining us with Hope for the Uprooted, and we will see you next time. May God be the glory, and hey, it just doesn't get much better than that. Thanks for joining us today. Hope for the Uprooted with Susan Miller is a production of Just Move Ministry. Just Move Ministry is a nonprofit, non-denominational ministry dedicated to the emotional well-being, spiritual growth, and ongoing resilience of women uprooted by a move or other major life change. Susan Miller is the founder of Just Move Ministry and the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked. Around the world, women uprooted by a move are gathering in After the Boxes Are Unpacked study groups. Together, they form friendships and find belonging in a new community while seeking to understand how God is using their move to grow and deepen them. Learn more at justmoved.org, where you can sign up for weekly words of encouragement, subscribe to Bloom, an inspirational publication, and read new articles every month that inform and inspire. Join the Just Moved community and the Just Moved community Facebook group, a place to connect with and be encouraged by other women anticipating or recovering from a move.